rise for their majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Hi guys, welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Lisa Ryan. And I'm Caitlin Menza. And it's your time for your weekly update of royal news that you need to know, and then also whatever Thomas Markle is doing to ruin our lives. Ugh. <laughs> so make sure to follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Please subscribe to the podcast and leave us the royal rating of a five-star review. Yeah, that's the best kind. Seriously. And this week, surprisingly, a lot of stuff is happening. Yeah. It's the summer. I thought they were just going to be off in Scotland doing nothing, but they are busy. Yeah. So this week we're talking about how Will and Kate went on a date. Cute. And then Harry and Meghan went to a wedding. Sure, fine. Meghan's dad can go to... Uh-oh. <laughs> and the queen, she has an enemy? She has an enemy besides Thomas Markle. Yeah, another one. Yeah. Uh, so for this week's Royal Refreshment... And now it's time for the weekly Royal Cocktail. We are serving screwdrivers. Screwdrivers. Not the classiest Royal Cocktail, but it gets the job done. I'll tell you that. Just imagine if this Tropicana that we found in the uh, communal kitchen, or we assume is communal. Hope so. Unless it's someone else's. But imagine it was like freshly squeezed by people working at the palace. Yeah. Just like it would be a little tastier. But this is fine. Yeah. You, you did a great job. I'm into it. Yeah. Proud of you. And so this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. It seems for some reason that all the royals were born in the summer or yeah. they got married in the summer. Yes. So this week in royal history, Princess Beatrice is turning 30. Yay, Princess Beatrice. So she is, of course, the daughter of Prince Andrew and Sarah, the Duchess of York, also known as Fergie Ferg, the original. Mm-hmm. Um, what I enjoyed, what I learned this week is that Beatrice was born on 8888 at 8.18 p.m. It's so crazy. Cute. It would be better if time went in like hundreds and it could be like 888. Yeah. Too well, bad. I like it. I, I think it's cool. Very memorable for her parents. Yes, definitely. And as you pointed out to me earlier, even with like the British Americans like doing the yeah. dates differently, you can't really mess it up. You can't mess it up. 88. I like it. Um, probably her pin code for everything. Oh, uh, man. I'm going to steal. She might not have credit cards or debit cards, so it's fine. Um, so Princess Beatrice, what do we want to know about her? Well, OK, I think that she's most famous to Royally Obsessed listeners as being someone who has not responded to my Instagram follow request. <laughs> but beyond that, she has also lived a full life. Yeah, I thought you were actually going to go with um, she wore the hat that kind of looked like um, the female reproductive system to William and Kate's wedding. Yes. That's second to my Instagram request, which is still pending. <laughs> Those are the two most famous things. Um, but so Beatrice, um, she let's hear some things about Beatrice. She does charity. Yes. She tries to work. She's on some work-esque professional things. But she doesn't accept paychecks for them. Yeah. So she has done you know, lots of different charity work. Um, she has visited children living with HIV in Russia. And she supports Springboard for Children, which is a literacy program for primary school kids with learning disabilities. Um, and the Teenage Cancer Trust, she supports that as well. But she spent a summer um, in like university working as a sales assistant at Suffrages. But she volunteered. But she was volunteering. And then she worked at the Foreign Office's press office office for a period and she didn't receive a salary for that either. Um, so she's done some professional work, um, but she mostly works, uh, supports charity now. 
Yeah, and she has a charity called Big Change that she founded with a bunch of her friends. Yes. It's way better than what I do with my friends. Absolutely. Um, And its main goal is encouraging young people to develop skills, quote, outside of a traditional academic curriculum, which is really interesting to me. And as part of her work to support that, she uh, climbed Mont Blanc a couple of years ago um, together with Richard Branson and his children. Now, what? Very relatable. Honestly, I've done the same (laughs) many times. That's hysterical to me. Um, Sorry, the climb with the Richard Branson kids was climbing Mount Etna. So she's done a lot of mountain climbing. Um, Here's Oh, she also helped promote an anti-bullying book, Be Cool, Be Nice, which is adorable. That is nice. Yeah, that's really cute. And also cool. Yeah. So here's where uh, Beatrice has been on my mind recently. So she... Her sister, she's turning 30 this week. Happy birthday to her. But her younger sister is getting married in the fall. Eugenie is getting married on October 12th uh, at Windsor Castle, right where Harry and Meghan just got married. So all eyes are on Eugenie, her younger sister. So that's already kind of brutal enough. Not that I want to put any sort of unfeminist juju on her of her younger sister getting married first but there's that and then there's the fact that she recently broke up with her boyfriend of 10 years and he immediately married his next girlfriend yeah like immediately yeah so that's not great they just got married this summer it's crazy like they i think he was with his new girlfriend now wife like a couple of months yeah well a little longer i think like uh, like nine months, 10 months before they got that's engaged. so crazy. But yeah, that's, I think that's what happens when you're in your 30s. Like your longtime ex that you, I mean, I don't know what happened with their breakup at all. Yeah. So I'm completely just applying this to my life and to my friends' lives. But like your longtime ex that maybe isn't growing with you, things yeah. just aren't jiving and you break up. You don't want to send your lives together. Yeah. And then immediately they're like, oh, guess what? Found someone. Found someone. So that kind of sucks and then just to make it a, a trend with three people um carly Kloss, of course got engaged a couple weeks ago uh to jared uh jared to josh no, Kush- basically basically <laughs> to josh kushner and when she sort of revealed the ring on instagram the on her instagram stories the way she did it was by posting screenshots of all her facetimes with her famous friends which slight i, I like carly Kloss and she does good things in the world but tiny eye roll um so one was like a screenshot of her telling serena williams that she was engaged and then one is a screenshot of her telling beatrice with beatrice's instagram handle Mm -hmm. which again we have talked about it's not a secret that beatrice has an instagram though it is private and it was a bit of blowing up her spot i thought yeah because then so many people wrote about it and so i've written about um uh, royal instagram and social media stuff before because what else would I write about other than the thing that's the most important to me (laughs) which is stalking these people on social media yes but I didn't include her name although I did include a link to an article that said her name so I'm not like I'm not a saint I guess you are you are Um, no (laughs) listen you could you could before this you could have found Beatrice's Instagram handle if you were really looking um, but for Carly to like post it I don't know I just thought it was kind of gross and I think three just Basically, if Beatrice wants to give me a call and we like go for whiskey, I understand. Or how about a screwdriver? I just feel like her sister, (laughs) her ex and her apparently good friend all getting married or engaged the same summer is just like a tough call. Yeah. Um, We've all been there. Yeah, we have. Um, But yeah, so she and her sister um, 
to pop out of royal history a little bit, she and her sister just did a big story with British Vogue for the September issue. Yeah, and it's kind of unprecedented. They've never really given like a formal joint one that I'm aware of. Yeah, and so like she did an 18th, when she turned 18, she did a, a sort of a birthday interview, I think on TV. But so she did a beautiful Vogue shoot with her sister and there's like dogs and they're so wearing many beautiful dogs. fall fashion and that kind of thing. Um, the the only British Vogue put part of it online. And honestly, it's a, a wee generic. It's like talking about Eugenie's wedding coming up and how it's like maybe stressful to plan. And Beatrice talked about um, growing up in the public eye. And she said it's hard to navigate situations like these because there's no precedent. There's no protocol. We are the first. We are young women trying to build careers and have personal lives. And we're also princesses and doing it all of this in the public eye. I mean, same. It, I can relate. That's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we um, doing this podcast are hugely in the public eye. Completely. So it has changed the way I date and live my life <laughs> and go outside. And I always wear eyeliner now when I go outside just in case I run into a fan. So I get it. <laughs> I really do get it, Beatrice. Um, but yeah, it, it's a little generic. But the photo shoot is beautiful. Yeah, but I did like the little quote that they gave, which granted, I mean, Vogue is saying they're like keeping it real and stuff, but I do know that like this is done like through the palace's consent. Of and so they're not going to say anything actually sensational that they're not allowed to say. But um, Beatrice, they said, joked. So mm-hmm. Beatrice joked, one of the biggest fights we ever had was about a pair of Converse trainers. We have the same size feet and both of us had identical pairs. One pair got trashed and the other sister may have swapped them. What she does not say is who did the trashing, who's the sneaky one, who did messed around with the trainers I do just like the idea of them wearing Converse anything I have Converse I have like the white ones that everybody has well the kind that get trashed so yeah. you would have slipped them out if you had the same size feet as your sister mm, I wish I had a sister wish I had a sister who Caitlin you're kind size. of my sister uh, do we, what size are your feet eight I'm eight and a half we could do it oh my gosh we could We could. what I know I could my life just my, changed I could mush my toes that's beautiful <laughs> when are we gonna have our photo shoot with British Vogue we're available we are available and we're huge Anglophiles obviously mm-hmm. um, so that was uh, Beatrice be sure to look up that photo shoot because it's truly lovely and look out for some fashion moments for her from the upcoming year the two of them have definitely ramped up their public appearances they've always yeah. been royals who are keen to be royals a little bit more so than say Zara Tindall or um, some of the other grandchildren. They mm-hmm. like seem to be really into this and they go to more events and stuff. Um, Beatrice went to the Met Gala this year. Yeah. And she wore royal purple, which of course I appreciated. Yes. And she's been looking really great. Like, I don't know, like I never really thought of them as style icons per se, but we've been looking at this yeah. uh, slideshow of images and she's got some really great looks and yeah. Great blowouts too. Yeah, the hair is so flippy, so beautiful. I wish I had red hair. And it's yeah, it's just like it's a very nice auburn, you know, compared to her mom's like bright, bright red hair. So I'm excited to see what she does for a bridesmaid's dress. Yes, because she's going to be the maid of maid honor. Of, yeah. yeah. So I love that. I'm looking forward to that. I'm more so tbh looking forward to whatever Fergie is going to pull out. Um, I'm more looking forward to whatever Meghan Markle's going to wear. Yeah. <laughs> Seventh on our list is Eugenie the Bride. Yeah. Like, with with respect to Eugenie. She's very classy, so I'm sure it'll be a very beautiful dress. But like there's just it's much more entertaining to imagine what like potential disaster Fergie is going to wear. Um especially because of the rumors that she was upset over um being invited to the formal fancy ceremony, but not the private reception of Megan and Harry's wedding. Yeah, but now she's going to get her revenge. She's like, haha. And be like, oh crazy mother of the bride. Love it. Bring it on. Ready for all of it. Same. October 12th. Right. I doubt it'll be televised, but maybe like a BBC, like 
wire a VPN situation. I don't know what any of that means, but I'll find a youth to do it for me. Yes. If I think you know there any is a youths. way. If, if a youth is listening and could tell me how to like hijack P- like BBC so I can watch on October 12th, it's in your best interest so I can bring the hot, hot content <laughs> and takes on that wedding. Um, I always use my brother's ex-girlfriend's parents password there you go there it is that's how i watch this is the world we're living in including like hbo and everything and i think a lot of my friends have the password too so yeah thank you to them (laughs) um so speaking also of eugenie's wedding um we have a little i'm gonna discuss this quickly honestly because i think it's kind of a non-story i think it's bs uh, like no disrespect to Harper's Bazaar, I've actually written for them, <laughs> um, but please but keep they hiring aggregated me. it, so it's not like yeah, they it's, wrote it's it. not their doing. But um, I just feel like this is one of those non-stories. I'm trying to get to it so you you two can judge if it's a non-story. But um, the headline is Kate Middleton might skip Princess Eugenie's wedding because of Pippa, Pippa Middleton, and you're like, what does that mean? Does Pippa Middleton hate Eugenie? And she was like, don't go to that. Completely. I was wedding. like, oh my gosh. Yeah, but no. The the story is that October 12th, Pippa Middleton might be having a baby by then. So maybe Kate wants to be closer to her family at the time so she can like be on her bedside. Yeah, and as we know from extensively Google mapping the Windsor, <laughs> Windsor Castle, Castle and the route to London, yes. it's not that far. No. So like if her sister is in labor, she could leave and go back. And also, yeah. how many people does Pippa really want in the room? Again, I've never given birth, no. but it doesn't seem very pleasant. No. And Kate just did, so she's going to have the flashbacks. Yeah, and so I don't know, it doesn't seem like Pippa was it doesn't seem like Pippa was in the room for any of hers because no, like I she shows it. up later. So I think this is not true. I'm sure as soon as Kate is able, she will be by Pippa's side and I you know, the story also says that like she has been giving her some hand-me-downs and I'm sure that's true and Yeah. I'm confident Kate will be like a wonderful aunt, but she can still go to a wedding. Yeah. I don't don't so much buy it. She still went to Megan's wedding like three weeks after having a kid. Yeah. We also have no idea when Pippa's actually due. Yeah. This was just like some finagling of the math of like, okay, so if she was already showing last month or six weeks ago, then she must be about five months and then that would make her like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. She could be due in November for all we know. Like there's time. It's just a tabloid story from Closer Magazine, which we don't believe. No. And so in any case, I want to see Kate Middleton at eugenie's wedding don't take this from me give yeah. me something to look forward to in this bleak bleak world granted she's probably gonna wear the alexander mcqueen coat dress again <laughs> whatever it'll, maybe in like a different color it'll pink? be it'll be the autumn so maybe she'll wear the exact same coat beige but <laughs> yeah in a slight orange to match the leaves <laughs> that's my vision maybe a dusty yellow mm-hmm. um whatever so i not not super believing that one yeah me either but one thing i do believe is that Will and Kate went on a date in Mystique, the private island where they've been vacationing. Yes. And I think they vacationed before because the Middletons have a lot of ties there. And by ties, I mean, I think they go there. Yes. Often. So I didn't, I know there's, um, the Royals have some history with Mystique. Um, We talked about it last week or two weeks ago because we were discussing how Prince George is having his fifth birthday party there. Mm -hmm. Because who among us, what what five-year-old among us hasn't spent his birthday on a Caribbean island? I mean, same. (laughs) Yeah. But what I didn't realize until I read the story was that um, it's a no-fly zone. Um, So... So that's why that's maybe why they like going there because they can just like frolic on the beach. Um, But yeah, so apparently they were photographed or seen out um, at Basil's Bar, Basil's Bar, which is a famous island hotspot. And they went to the themed uh, a splash of gold summer party. And Mick Jagger was said to be there. And something about Mick Jagger is I believe this is not something that I'm coming up with. I 
saw this on Twitter. I can't attribute it because I don't know. I see too many tweets. But somebody on Twitter was like, he used to party with Princess Margaret. Ah, Mick Jagger did? Yeah. Well, in this story, it says that the owner of Basil's Bar, Basil Charles, is a good friend of William and the Middletons. He attended their wedding at Westminster Abbey, and he hosted a celebratory pop-up at the Goring Hotel, which is where Kate slept the night before her wedding. Mm -hmm. But apparently before them, he was close with Princess Margaret. Um, We were friends, and I made her laugh, Charles said of their friendship, which I have to tell you. I don't know if this is just me reading into it, but I assume that was like some sort of entendre. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I just feel like that's how people talk about Princess Margaret, which I don't think is entirely fair to her. But it, it sounded like flirty yeah, but to me. I don't know what this tweet is. I don't know who tweeted it. Yeah. If it was you, I believe you. I believe that I Princess do. Margaret and Mick Jagger used to hang out because doesn't that sound like something that might happen? She was the coolest woman alive. We're reading her book um, and that will be discussed in a future episode. But like she was the coolest chick and she made the best of the 20th century and part of the best of the 20th century was Mick Jagger. So yeah. we're doing this all wrong. We're like <laughs> having jobs, paying rent, not being royal. Sleeping a normal amount as opposed to to 11 a.m. like she did. Not having alcohol for every meal, although we are having it right now, but it's it's a royal thing. Yeah, we could just we could all stand to live a little bit more like Princess Margaret. But they tried. So William and Kate tried. They hung out with her buddy, which he must be a million years old also. If that (laughs) means he hung out with Princess Margaret in the 60s. We mean that in a nice way. We like the elderly. We do. We do support their businesses. Um, But yeah, I love the idea that. William and Kate went to this bar. And of course, we all want to hear stories of them taking shots. But even this gossipy person who told the newspaper um, said they kept it. They were there for the cocktail segment and kept it rather classy. So the wildest story that we could dream up, that we could find of William and Kate for the last seven to nine years has been that they had cocktails at a beach bar and then went Mm -hmm. home. I miss the days of them. Stumbling out of clubs. Yeah. Also, so I thought that they're their friend's bar, Guy Pelly's uh, club, was called Bijou's, but then I actually read it, and I think it's called Bougie's. Really? Yeah, because I'm, I don't know, sometimes I think I know something, and then I just don't pay attention to it, and I just... Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. You made, anyway. that, you made that choice long ago, that it was Bijou. Yeah. Well, it's like a little classier. I think it might bougie. be Bougie's, but I, I don't know how to pronounce it. Guy Pelly, please correct me. Text us. Um, and again, I do think he owns it, but I don't know. It's okay. It's okay. We know this about Basil Charles, who I would love to hang out with. He sounds like a blast. Yeah. He, and what does a splash of gold party even mean? Literally, like, what t- explain it to me. Okay. I guess off the top of my head, they're like splashing gold everywhere. Mm. Or are they drinking gold schlager? I doubt it. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's island life. Like, what do you do when you're like on vacation? You just drink like rum, the least classy frozen drinks. things. Yeah. Like, I'm sure rum, but with some gold in it. And then also maybe you're wearing gold. Maybe they all wear gold. They like put gl- gold glitter on their faces. Oh my god, I would die. Yeah, like I would love. Party. I would love to see like Kate and William wearing gold. That's what I'm saying. Gold glittering. I just I really like that. A gold like lip gloss kind of thing. Um, so that's what those two are up to. Um, but then last week, what have our friends Harry and Meghan been doing lately? So they were also partying, um, but this time we actually had photos of them. Yeah. So it was Meghan's birthday, as we knew. And she went to a wedding, as we knew. Mm-hmm. But also, like, before, I read reports saying that Kate and William were going to go, but they didn't go. They did not. So that was unfortunate. But so they went to uh, a wedding of one of Prince Harry's best friends, whose last name I'm not going to try to pronounce. You can just <laughs> listen to last week's episode and try to listen to us 
figure it out. It's Charlie Von Strabenzi. Strab Strabenzi. I'm sure. And J- Daisy Jenks. But <laughs> so they went to a wedding. She wore. Okay, I'm actually going to kind of steal something that Caroline Moss, who was on our show last week, said. So I saw um, Megan's outfit. She wore this shirt dress from Club Monaco that she paired with a leather. Um, it was navy, and she paired it with a black leather belt and then her, like, favorite heels and a little fascinator. And I was like, she looks amazing. But just like Caroline said, mm-hmm. I looked at Elizabeth Holmes, one of our past guests. I looked at Elizabeth's um, Instagram for her so many thoughts to see if we were right to see if I was like because you know I'm like this looks great and everyone will agree but let's see if I'm actually right and then she's like this is not right this yeah is not good. yeah no Elizabeth Holmes um, who we had on a couple weeks ago she was not a fan of this look because she thought it was overstyled and I don't know that I would have come to that conclusion on my own I just think I look at photos and I go yeah, not so much. Elizabeth's like a style genius who actually thinks through these yes. things. And we're just like, pretty, not pretty. Yeah. So that dress that you, you know, if you're not remembering it correctly, it was um, yeah, like a shirt dress, black on top. And it was almost, actually navy, but it just looked black. Oh, yeah. I think your first, like when I first saw the photos, all you saw was from like the waist up. And it I looked like it was, black to me. I thought it was black too. So yeah, it's navy. And then it has like a full pleated skirt um, with these sort of swirls of color, like pale pink and maybe sort of a gray. I liked the concept, but I thought it was... So Elizabeth's complaint was that it was overstyled. So she wore heels with little bows on the back. Then she wore the leather belt, which it was already had a defined waist. So it's sort of like extra toward the belt. Then the fascinator was like a little too big. And then the biggest issue of all, of course, was that the buttons were unbuttoned and a lacy camisole was showing. Yeah. So now... It was briefly unbuttoned. It might have just been one of those things. Like we've all had that where... You know, you're not paying attention and maybe like when your buttons pops open and then you see it and you close it. Not a scandal. Just something that happens to any woman who has not even boobs, just like walks around in life. Yeah. No. So I, but for me, it's up for debate because I, so you think it was an accident. I, it's not that I think you did it on purpose. It just more seems like she's sort of styled it that way. Well, or do you think that's too, it's too like scandalous for her to ever do that so Megan and I do not have similar body types at all first of all she's taller than I am I'm 5'4 and I'm she's taller than you she's 5'7 really she's 5'7 and Kate is 5'9 I just googled it today because that's what I do sometimes I'm like how tall are they let me confirm this I think she's 5'7 but what if she's 5'8 you guys can't see this but Lisa just did a little dance of um, (laughs) like she's so proud of herself for knowing this fact (laughs) I am extremely proud I will tell anybody on the streets she is 5'7 so I'm 5'4 and also I'm like a normal woman I've got like some curves Mm -hmm. but then as we've discussed I've got some stuff on the top Mm -hmm. so for me popping out Yeah. yeah that's just something that happens so maybe that's me being naive because I'm like regular day in my life but that's the thing it's not as if it looks like the buttons were straining against her bust it was like it looks like it because she's small and it's sort of a blousey top as she often is wearing so it sort of just looks like purposeful sexy like oh a button's unbuttoned and you can sort of see the lacy camisole which matches the top um I don't know. I, I I can't completely tell, but you the facts are the facts, which is that at first the lace was showing, and then in like instantaneously it was all covered up. Yeah, and yeah, so it was a brief moment, and like it was um, rebuttoned and buttoned up a little higher, and then that was that. It could have just been that she didn't realize that you could see it from that angle, yeah. and then she noticed and she closed it up. But Micah Meyer, who is an etiquette expert and friend of the show, because we. Had an amazing night with her the night before the royal wedding where yes, we had this like plaza. Yeah, you should no listen deal. to it. We were, t- you know, we were schooled on all things etiquette and we we were slouching. Let's be honest. I'm, I'm slouching now. 
Yeah, but like we we learned that we slouch. Yeah, because she's Mike is just so perfect. And but like she told people that um, Megan did not break royal protocol when her bra showed, as accidents or wardrobe malfunctions are not considered going against dress code rules. Her bra showing was not believed to be deliberate, in which case she would have not been so disrespectful by the palace. Basically, been seen to be so disrespectful. Basically, like Megan would never have done this on purpose, so it was a true wardrobe malfunction, and it so thus don't, like don't be scandalized because it was a, a pure accident. Yeah, but then it went like viral for being a wardrobe malfunction. And first of all, I have a problem with wardrobe malfunctions because a lot of the things that started when people, well, a lot of the things that people were saying when this whole like wardrobe malfunction concept started was like upskirt shots of women getting out of yeah. cars. So it's very very gross. Yeah. But um, so that in like itself invasive. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like I do you remember not to bring this down, but do you remember when Anne Hathaway had something years ago where yes. she was getting out of a car and then a picture was taken and then Matt Lauer, who, of course, later was revealed to be shocking, skeezy. He mm-hmm. like asked her about it and she was and on shamed her on live TV. Yeah. And she had to deal with that, which yeah. is disgusting. She but, did a great job. Yeah. She, oh, I highly recommend that clip. Some like watch that on your on your spare very time. classy but so i think that like even if it was that she didn't butt it button it up all the way i don't think she meant to show it yeah. and it's really disgusting that that went viral but on a different note there was a wardrobe malfunction that deserved to go viral i say yes okay so these two what a mess um <laughs> Prin- <laughs> megan markle's bra was showing and prince harry who is wearing like very formal strictly British wedding outfit, like a morning coat and the whole thing. Um, Of course, because he's being photographed from every angle, one paparazzi image showed a hole in his shoe. Yeah. Get it together, dude. So in order to see this, you have to zoom in. Yes. Very, very, very tightly on his shoe and be looking for anything that's off. Yes. So it could be that he did not realize there was a hole in the bottom of his shoe because maybe it's like just the bottom layer and it doesn't affect like the insole at all and so he is completely unaware but there is a freaking hole yeah and so it's unmistakable yeah and so if everyone's going to freak out about megan's bra showing for a moment freak out about this hole in his shoe yeah he's He's the rich one yeah he's a literal prince he can afford more shoes yeah and uh we're looking at the cosmo article about this and cosmo noted like he's been photographed in this same pair of shoes back in april so clearly they're an old fave of his I mean, they must be. Otherwise, they wouldn't be worn through to the toes. Um, but yes, Harry, come on. They're kind of dirty, but they are walking on a dirt road at the time or like a gravel road up to this wedding. Uh, but those two, you just know if it had been just one of them or the other. But the fact that both of them showed up just with bras hanging out, socks <laughs> showing like, my God, you guys, come on. We say with love. We say with absolute love. Absolute love. And they both... All of this aside, they both looked completely stunning. Yeah, they looked super hot and, and really like, pretty. Megan's hair was amazing. Yes. Makeup I, amazing. Yeah, she Everything. looked really, really pretty. I, and also, speaking of Elizabeth Holmes, she did follow um, one of Elizabeth's suggestions, which was please wear something affordable. Yeah, Club Monaco. Club Monaco is something you actually see at the mall. Of course, the dress sold out immediately. It was like $280. No, it was a little bit more. Like I... When I saw it, it said 300 and something, but mm-hmm. other places say 500. Oh, interesting. So it's something in between there. Who knows? Okay. There's no way to know. There is no way to know. Well, we can't know now because it's sold out. Yeah. Of and course. So like we can't really afford it like in our day-to-day lives. But if we sold, if we saved up for a wedding, we could afford like a 300, yeah. 500 yeah. dress. It would maybe be like you have a very special job interview coming up. I actually thought it was like a very worky dress. Yeah. She looked very office appropriate except yeah. for the bra, I guess. Except for the bra and the f- you don't usually wear a feather-covered co- fascinator to the office. 
And Maybe also, you do. I don't know. Live your life. But also there was a story about Megan that was kind of silly, which I think is also a non-story. But um, one of Caitlin's friends pointed it out to us. Yeah. So, so our my friend Molly Ritterbeck, who is um, the captain and <laughs> president and captain of the Royally Obsessed Squad and wants to call our fans the Row Rose, which I, I'm interested in. Yeah. If you guys want to call yourself Row Rose, go for it. Go, and go nuts. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Molly. Um, she tweeted at us to point out this story because she is a fitness fanatic herself. And it's that um, Meghan Markle has been forbi- forbidden from running the London Marathon next year. And the code is, it would be unseemly. From Radar Online. So this is in Radar. And so the all of the writing of it is like histrionic, basically. Yeah, you can't really take what Radar says at face value. No, but they were, they were reporting that she wanted to run uh, next year and that she thought it would be a no-brainer because the London Marathon is huge. And if she ran, she would bring so much attention to it. And she could do it for a specific charity. And she'd raise millions of dollars. And she is fitnessy herself. And that uh, the palace won't let her do it. And that's an example of them like clamping down on her again and trying to stifle her individuality. Yeah. And it's the article says it's because it'd be unseemly for her to be seen wearing uh, for her to be seen sweating in skimpy running gear. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think it's it doesn't seem complicated to me to understand why she wouldn't be allowed to run the London Marathon. Twenty six miles of public road. Yeah. they, it's a security nightmare. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to secure that. Yeah. You already have to spend millions of dollars on marathons to secure them. And of course, we all remember why that's particularly um, necessary now. So to have a royal do it is even scarier. Um, and honestly, not for nothing, it is the idea of Meghan Markle running in tiny running shorts or spandex leggings is like, I, I can't imagine it. No, I can't. Well, I've seen um, pictures of her in yoga clothes because she did a photo shoot where she was just doing like yoga poses because she's so fit and she has a perfect body and she can bend in ways that I'll never be able to. But and she was always like lifestyle, you know, the tig. Yeah, the tig. Like, I don't think it'd be unseemly. I think it's just like I, I do think that, you know, the British tabloids that have been particularly tough on her would have a heyday with it. Yeah. Also, she'd have to smile or have like happy resting face for t- four hours. Can you imagine? Minimum. So I'm trying to get back in shape because I injured myself last year and I just never really got in shape. And so now I'm in the process and I've been. We're proud of you. Thank you. I've been like running and going to these boot camps the past two weeks and it's killing me. Yeah. And so I am struggling to run two miles without dying, and yeah. I can't imagine, like, smiling for 26 miles. Yeah, like, she just, the whole way, it would be a mess. Um, so there's, I just think there are many, many reasons why she can't run the London Marathon. Mm-hmm. Like, don't make it that the palace is uptight or that Megan is in a fury, as Radar reports, that she isn't allowed to do this. I mean, come on. I just don't buy it. Yeah. So, Megan's dad. Lisa. Sorry, he still exists. I mean, not like I want him to go away. I would I would like him to continue to live because I want he has all human beings that. and animals to be fine. Yes, he has threatened his own death. So it's not Multiple crazy times. for us to mention that. But like, also, I have to say, when they were like, actually, I can't say it. <laughs> okay, we'll carry on. Cut that part out. <laughs> Basically, what we're seeing this week is that uh, it's been revealed that Megan is still hurt over her father, which of of course I'm still hurt. Duh. I am so hurt and I've never met the man before and I'm also not Megan and he's not personally attacking me. Right. But um, so she's not spoken to him in over 10 weeks, which I guess it's a reminder that the wedding has been over 10 weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so weird. Two and a half months. It just happened. Wow. 
just yesterday. Thank you to our listeners for joining us <laughs> on this journey as we navigate life post-wedding. It has been tough. Yeah. And so, okay, so she's not been talking to him. And then, of course, as we're hearing, um, Buckingham Palace is in crisis mode trying to figure out how to deal with him. And so the strategy that I've heard or read that they've been employing is that they're trying to bring him into the fold now in hopes that that will kind of mitigate the damage. But by into the fold, it's really unclear whether it's Megan talking to him or just palace aides talking to him. Yeah. So that seems to be the newest strategy, which I guess of all the options, that might be like the easiest one to try out. Yeah. In the past, we've discussed the strategy of the queen going to the British newspapers and saying, if you keep covering this story and keep talking to him, I'm going to pull access from the rest of the family. Um, so we talked about that strategy. And so now instead of just keep keeping him completely shut out and instead of responding in public, um, because if they every time they responded in public, he would probably say something else and it would just be this like, you know, whining war in the mm-hmm. newspapers. Um, yes, that they would just reach out to him, which kind of, duh, that like this, that's the strategy after all this is like maybe reach out to him and be nice. Um, but, you know, it's like it's not real niceness. It's like niceness that's trying to like deal with him. I think we've all had things where we're like, OK, this is a problem, whether we're fighting with like a friend, a family member, whatever. We're like, we're just going to kind of like appease them and yes. act like everything's fine and that yes. we really want to like talk to them about this. Yeah. Just throw him a little bone yeah. and be like, no, we're talking again. You can, you know, come to a holiday or something. Yeah. And so, that's it. This is just me spitballing. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if. Maybe he is pictured at the palace eventually because he seems so desperate to be involved. And it's like even if it's faking it, they might. Yeah. And knowing him, he would arrange some sort of photography situation. So we'll see him at the airport in Mexico. We'll see him landing at Heathrow. We'll see him in the like armored car on the drive. Then also when he's at his hotel, probably having like a tea. Oh, 100 percent. A tea time. Little cucumber sandwiches. Of course, this is all just us guessing. We have no like basis for this, but we just. No, we have a basis, which is his entire history of the last couple of months. Um, That's how I would see it going. But I I do hope for everybody's sake that instead of just like continuing this standoff, they just invite him, just talk it out and hope that that's enough for him to stay quiet. Yeah. Although. For a little bit. Although Samantha Markle is going to be on Celebrity Big Brother. So that's another problem in and of itself. Yeah. Which I don't that's, know what they're going to do. That's problems for months to come. So that's that one. Can we please stop now? Well, let's talk about <laughs> the Queen's real enemy. Okay. I love this story. I love it too. I I mean, I covered it. Everybody who covers royals covered it. But um, so Queen Elizabeth showed up in Scotland at Balmoral for her annual summer vacation, which is just like a, a month, month off in Scotland. Yeah, at her estate. And then who while, doesn't do that? I mean, like, same, yeah. But while she was there, <laughs> she was greeted by something she didn't quite expect. No, an old enemy. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, it's allergies. She was greeted by an old enemy. And who was that? A pooping pony. <laughs> So something you should know about me is that I get very uncomfortable with bathroom talk. I have a very, very proper family, and I think that's the only way I could describe it. Well, so, you are Canadian in your soul, and I'm from New Jersey, so this is where we take two paths diverged. Yes. So I can't talk about bathroom stuff, so the fact that I had to write this and acknowledge what was happening from this pony was yeah. quite difficult for me. Yes. Um, so I will then uh, read off your article that you wrote for the cut. But yes, yeah, so she arrived at Balmoral, <laughs> and as soon as she stepped foot on the property, um, she was met by 
a pony that pooped in front of her. <laughs> and this is not just any pony. It is one that is a longtime foe. Um, he <laughs> he once attempted to eat flowers that she was holding and prompting her to say, go away. And then last fall, he tried to bite Prince Harry. Yeah. Do you remember that post? Like, that was everywhere. Um, where, like, the... There's a picture of Megan laughing as, like, the ponies, like, trying to bite Prince Harry, but it's also kind of scary. I really don't remember that, so I have some Googling to do, but it sounds like a, a photo I would love. Um, but, yeah, we know this happened because it was photo. she was photographed. Um, he was photographed crapping in front of her, and then she held her nose and turned away. She did it in such a classy way, too. It wasn't, like, a full-on squeeze. It was just kind of, like, touching one side of a nostril. Like just and pressing moving one nostril in instead of doing it like one of those prissy like finger holds over the top. Um, but my favorite thing is what she said. You should say it. I was already <laughs> laughing about it. She was overheard saying to the animal, here we are again. <laughs> I, love, I love that so much. It's our real enemy. Here we are again. We find ourselves here again, animal crapping mm. in front of me. And Lisa Ryan wrote, can't wait to see what happens next in this human pony feud. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. What a kicker. Pulitzers can be sent to Royally Obsessed Podcast. That's right. That's exactly right. Or my employer, I guess, the cut. <laughs> <laughs> that's, imp- that's important, too. One of them. One of those, or two. Or both. So God bless that pony and God save the queen, you know? Seriously. And before we adjourn the royal pod, it's time for the royal highs and lows. I need to hear your high. Oh, crap. <laughs> Is it the crap? Is it the pony crap? <laughs> it's the pony crap. I actually think the high is her saying, here we are again. We meet again, crapping pony. Uh, I love it so much. My high is something that was only on Instagram for a short amount of time. But luckily, I'm on Instagram all of the time, even though my account is private because it's just like pictures that I think are funny and everyone else would hate. But anyway, um, (laughs) so I took a screenshot of this. And Jessica Mulrooney, who is Megan's best friend who lives in Canada and is married to Ben Mulrooney, who... um, host an entertainment talk show in Canada and you know they're like Canadian royalty she very briefly on Monday night put up an Instagram saying happy birthday to Megan and putting a picture of the two of them up and then it was deleted but I got the screenshot so that's my high yeah it's about me of course um (laughs) some other people some other people did get the screenshot shot so you can find it online um they're both like in lounge chairs it looks like it would maybe be near a pool but there's no pool like maybe a beach and they're both wearing like loose white outfits as if they're maybe in the Hamptons and Megan's wearing her like go-to hat they look very relaxed and sort of wealthy you know one of those shots that you have with your friends but what's your low my low um I mean I don't want it to be Thomas Markle every single week um but it's up there I'm just so sick of tired sick and tired of talking about him what else do we have though what else made me sad I guess my low will be that I want to know more about this pony feud and I don't know anything else. <laughs> Please tell me more, Queen Elizabeth. Yes. Please go on. Uh, my low is like non-starter stories. This is how bored the Royal Press Corps is in August that they're like, A, Meghan can't run the London Marathon, which I just don't believe, like I don't see it happening. And B, that Kate Middleton maybe will want to see her sister's baby. <laughs> These are not stories. It's scandalous. Like, can we, well, come on, come on. Um, so that's lame to me. Yeah. And before we go any further, um, I just want to say, Caitlin and I love hearing from you guys. And yes. we're not just saying that. We're not that polite. I mean, we are. But no, we really love hearing from yes. you guys. And we've been getting some really great messages and also some tweets and like tweet corrections. Like one of our wonderful listeners tweeted at us that 
Um, despite what we said last week, it turns out that Meghan and Harry were spotted at a Halloween party in yes. Toronto before their relationship was revealed. So, I mean, lifetime cheesiness aside, yes, that was something. But then we also got some like very, very sweet messages yes. from certain people. And we are so happy to hear from all of you guys. So please keep on reaching out to us via Twitter, Caitlin's Instagram, not mine. <laughs> um, also, there is an email for our podcast. If you guys would like to send us comments or questions or any things you would like us to cover in upcoming episodes, you can email us at info at gallerypodcasts.com. Um, send your comments there. And again, you can leave them on iTunes or tweet them at us. And we love hearing from you guys and interacting. So bring it on. You can follow me, Lisa, on Twitter at Lisa Raya and read my writing at The Cut. And you can follow me, Caitlin, uh, on Twitter and Instagram at HeyKMenz, H-E-Y-K-M-E-N-Z, and see my writing at CaitlinMenza.com. Follow the show on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast, and that's where you can send those messages as well. And please join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Remember to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Please, 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 please. And until next week, God save the pod. Oh, you did a little dance that time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.